Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice and this is Donovan. And today we are going to talk about bullying because that's a common thing that we see in the online space lately. And it can really kind of wear you down after a while. And not just in the online space, but just out there in real life too. So Donovan, what are your thoughts about how people can handle and deal with bullying? Yeah, so as usual, I think it's something that the context matters a good amount. But at a more generic level, you know, a lot of the times, especially now, the bullying is not uh, physical in nature, or at least like proportionally, we see a lot more stuff online. Right. Um, even I would, I would imagine in, in actual like life interactions, most of the time it's verbal. So it's less about like defending yourself physically, although for some people that may be a concern, um, but we'll probably focus more in the realm of uh, kind of how you deal with it emotionally and mentally, right? Like what are the, what are the different pathways that you can use or the different ways of looking at uh, these interactions that makes them a little bit more manageable. So for me, the first thing that comes to mind and, and the one that I have the most experience with is just running into people online who are, for whatever reason, wanting to be some sort of a bully or like make mean comments or be hurtful or whatever else. And I think it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because if it's a relationship that's kind of been built out mm -hmm. and it's constant bullying, which maybe we'll get into later, mm -hmm. um, that kind of has a little bit more uh, context or like build around the relationship. But when it's just someone you don't know, mm -hmm. um, it, it tends to be a little bit easier to diffuse or there's a little bit more, um, a couple more like pathways that you can use mm -hmm. to kind of overcome that. And the context that I have personally is, is basically, you know, I've made a bunch of content. Uh, I've created music. I've made videos on, on this type of content. Mm -hmm. I used to post on all kinds the different forums for different things and it's pretty common like in a lot of the places that you can post online you'll see people some subset of people coming in to respond in a way that's really negative mm -hmm. and when it's something personal when mm -hmm. it's something you've created or something you spent a lot of time in or like for me when it was music um, something that I wasn't necessarily super confident about mm -hmm. having people come in at the beginning of my journey and say these really hurtful things like you should just give up. This is terrible. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, or like, you're not the type of person that should be doing this or whatever else. These kinds of comments would be really hurtful to me. Mm -hmm. um, and the process for me of learning to deal with some of that was recognizing kind of what impact that that comment had on my life as a whole, as well as trying to build out some more um, understanding or empathy of like, why would somebody do that? Mm -hmm. um so in that same realm the the kinds of things that i would think about are one either the, these people are uh doing it making these comments just to be rude or they don't have kind of some of the the background in communicating well mm -hmm. um but it doesn't have any impact right like so when somebody tells me you know a particular uh song or a piece of content or whatever is not good mm -hmm. Uh, in the beginning, I would take that to heart as like, oh no, like there's something wrong with this and this must be broken. 
And now after developing the, my perspective a little bit more, um, I've also come to realize that a single piece of content or, or something that's going on in my life can be viewed by many different people in many different ways, which is to say that just because one person doesn't like something and is vocal about it doesn't mean that that's the absolute, right? It doesn't mean that right. that's the reality, the interpretation that I should use. Mm-hmm. Now there is something to be said for like, you know, if you make a piece of content and you get a ton of different feedback from people mm-hmm. saying like somewhat similar things mm-hmm. or just generally, it's not like, like maybe there are things to pick up and take out of there. Yeah. But in my earlier experience, I would hone in on these, these individual comments Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a way, you know, a function of the way our brains are wired, but I would hone in on, oh, this one person thinks it sucks and miss the 300 likes or the right. other comments that were positive or whatever else. Mm-hmm. So um, I've kind of been rambling for a bit. So I'll let you talk in a second, but that's kind of some of my initial thoughts and some of the pathways that I uh, kind of walked in dealing with this, this form of like online bullying myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely relate to a lot of those experiences of just kind of realizing that, you know, people say hurtful, mean things all the time, but it it doesn't have to have an impact on me. It doesn't change who I am and what I'm up to and what I'm trying to accomplish. And I, I had to go through that journey plenty of times in, in the online realm. And just like this idea that there's, there's definitely a lot of misconceptions about naturopathic medicine you know been called a quag you don't know what you're doing it's like you you don't your medicine doesn't work it's and then and then you're super dangerous it's like pick one or the other it's like it doesn't work if, if it doesn't work then how could it be super dangerous or it's just like all this negativity and even when i i um just was recently lost, launching some like Facebook ads and then there's just like some mean comments and it just kind of like, it's like, uh, I, I kind of get this like, uh, <laughs> kind of like, uh, kind of a thing. And just like, why do I even put myself out there? Why do I bother? It's kind of some of the dialogue that goes on in my head. But then I realize what helps me kind of just take a step back and look at like, you know, the people that write such negative, mean, hurtful comments, it's like, they don't have anything better to do than write mean, hurtful comments. It's like, how is that productive to anything? It's If it's constructive feedback, totally open to hearing that. If it's, you know, done with the intention of, you know, helping me elevate myself, but if it's just a matter of them trying to tear me down and they don't even know who I am, they don't even really understand what it is that I do, then it's just like, it shouldn't have an impact in me. And it's just like, actually, I think, you know, I actually kind of have empathy for those people. And this kind of helps me kind of get over the the meanness that they put out there of just like, you know, man, they must be really struggling in life. If all they're up to is just writing negative comments on ads or posts or <laughs> anything and just enhancing, like, cause there's not enough negativity in the world. They just want to like feed into it more. And it's just like, that's a, that's a sad world to live in. And just like, you know, we all could use a little more positivity and light and joy. And, you know, there's enough of that negativity out there. You know, you can either bring us all down, <laughs> like stay in that negative mindset. And if that's what they want to do, okay, that's fine. But that's not how I want to live. And it definitely shouldn't like their negative comments don't have to tear me down and drag me down. Cause I know what I'm capable of of doing. I know that my medicine works and it's helped hundreds of people (laughs) feel better. So, and I know it's like legit. It wasn't like a fluke. It was just like, I've helped 
hundreds of people feel better, make a difference in their lives. And, you know, that's what matters to me, not these people that barely even know who I am. And it's just weird that I think the other nuance about that is I think people are getting meaner online because they're not like, you would never say some of the things people say online, they would never say to someone's face, like in real life, we're standing in front and they're like, they say these just like awful, terrible things. And I was just like, what encourages people to be so, so terrible and mean? Cause maybe it's like, they can get away with it. Cause it's not to like a real life person. It's just like, they're detached to the impact it has, or they're not even I don't think they're even present to the, like the impact of the hurtfulness or maybe they are intentionally trying to be hurtful. I don't know what's going on for these people that are like trolls or bullies online, but you know, I know it's just something I don't want to really engage with. That's kind of where I've kind of taken it for myself. Yeah. And I think that opens up an interesting uh, thread of conversation around why are people acting in this way? Mm-hmm. And there are a couple, you know, categories that I can think of off the top of my head. One, I think that that's really common is people kind of having knee-jerk reactions to things mm-hmm. and just saying the first thing that comes to their mind. And in a lot of instances, it's not necessarily a well-informed opinion, mm-hmm. but it is something that they may feel strongly about, right? I see that a lot where, uh, for example, like with the naturopathic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You may see someone who doesn't know much about it, mm-hmm. but has kind of these assumptions has these things built in that they think they understand. And then with that kind of weak understanding and the internet, right, where it's anonymous or close to, or there's no real face-to-face consequences, you can say like, oh, that's dangerous, where you may or may not know anything about the details. And this is a little bit different example, but before I got into software, I I was kind of the same way in terms of, uh, you know, I'd have these projects I wanted to be built. Mm -hmm. And then I would be like, okay, I just need this simple button that does this thing. And people who knew what they were talking about would be like, that's actually really hard to do. Like, I I don't understand. Like, you guys are just trying to get more money out of it. Like, it's really not that hard. Right? But that's me saying stuff, like, from a position where I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so I think that's one way that it comes out a lot, right? Mm -hmm. A a lot of this, like, bullying or mean behavior comes out of these knee-jerk reactions to things where it's just at the surface level, not including any of the nuance. Mm -hmm. And you have the space now to easily say that without any real consequences, right? In a face-to-face interaction, you you have to deal with uh, the potential of the person reacting to you saying something Mm -hmm. or um, kind of the the effect on the relationship, or there may also be other people around. um, So that there's a like more that goes into it. Mm -hmm. I think that's one big one. I think another huge one is that there's a certain subset of people who enjoy, for whatever reason, getting a reaction out of people. Mm -hmm. So they're targeting their language in whatever way they can to actually hurt your feelings Mm -hmm. so that you'll react. Mm -hmm. Um, And you actually see this, I think, in like in-person interactions as well, where like I think siblings are a really good example Right. where there's like bullying, teasing, whatever else happens to get some sort of a reaction. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying, where you said you don't really want to engage with that kind of behavior. I think that's kind of a solution there, right? Is there's some, there's these people that, that want some sort of a reaction from you. Mm-hmm. And if you get it, if you give that reaction, if you, you know, if they say something rude and you respond, uh, Hey, that's not fair about me. No, I, you know, know, am able to, 
this is real medicine. I've done all the training that a normal doctor right. does. I do all the same things. Like if you feed into that, there's this subset of person that will just go, eh, okay, now what other angle can I just twist this into to rile them up even more? And yeah. what ways can I, can I say like this other thing? And I, I, I don't like admitting this, but I believe there was a time in my life where uh, I had some amount of that, right? Where there was some amount of me saying like, uh, you know what, I don't even really believe this stuff, but I like playing devil's advocate and I'm just going to jump in these online like forums and just post things that yeah. um, not, that are like somewhat inflammatory only because I want to see how this person responds to yeah. a different like perspective. Mm-hmm. Not quite the same thing because I wasn't intentionally trying to just like hurt people's feelings, <laughs> right. uh, but I was presenting opinions and occasionally strong arguments yeah. just to see like, how is this person going to respond? Mm-hmm. What are they going to say next? Um, which as I, you know, have walked along my personal development journey has lost its luster quite a bit, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I think, so I think that's another big, big category. Um, and that applies to in person as well. Like I said, to some degree, because I've definitely been, uh, again, guilty as a, as the oldest brother of several siblings, uh, doing things for no reason other than to get a reaction Mm -hmm. or, you know, there are certain social dynamics I've been in where some, someone takes a game or something more seriously than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And people will often like team up on them because they know when they lose, it, they're going to get a reaction, right? Whereas if other people lose, they're like, dang, I lost, oh well. Uh, so uh, I don't know, like I, I can't quite unfold the full psychology around that, <laughs> but I know that there is some amount of that. And uh, like personally, I have been involved in it at earlier points in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's actually a good perspective for me to really understand, you know, people, people like getting a reaction out of people for whatever reason, it gives them a thrill or kind of, you know, something to do and kind of have that type of engagement, but you can kind of decide is this something like worthwhile, like, you know, this, we, I mean, we just had a whole election, very heated and hot and just like, Sometimes it's just like, for me, I don't even want to engage in those conversations because I know it's not going to be productive because I've tried and it just does not get anywhere. And we just go in circles and we go in circles and we go in circles and we don't get anywhere. And so it's just easier sometimes to just not, not go there, especially when, when it starts getting like a little mean and, um, really negative and kind of like name calling and attacking in a way where it's like, yeah, if, if you want to have like a productive, civil, friendly conversation, I'm open to that. Absolutely. But it usually doesn't end up turning out to be that way. And it's just a matter of, you know, how do I want my energy to um, like, do I want to be like distraught about this conversation? Or do I want to just be like, you know, they have their opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's totally fine. And I have mine and it's not going to change. <laughs> so there we go. So we'll agree to disagree, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's one way to, to kind of look at or start parsing the conversations that are worth having and the ones that aren't, right? Yeah. Like the the content versus the, the delivery or the form, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, most of the time, you can tell pretty quick based on on sort of the, the frame that people mm-hmm. are using, regardless of what the actual content is, the way that the conversation is going to go and whether or not it's worth engaging in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, or at least what I see most of, it's not, well, you know, it's like 
it seems much more prevalent people interested in uh, shouting their own opinion mm-hmm. and thinking that in some way that will change other people's minds. And maybe mm-hmm. that's because they're not well versed in the types of uh, conversation or the sorts of tactics you need to actually change someone's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because they just feel like they're um, making the right choice, like rallying against something, some sort of like, ah, this person is doing the wrong thing. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, can't quite pinpoint exactly what the, what the source is again, but um, I do think there is just a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of conversations that are not worth engaging in and quickly devolve, like you were saying, into, we're not even talking about anything. We're just like yeah. insulting each other or this person is just like looking at random personal things about me yeah. and insulting me. And there's no fruits that are going to come out of the conversation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think um, to just touch on what you said about kind of how with online bullying, you have to kind of be present to, you know, like, I, or just another strategy that I, I implement and to not just engage, but actually to kind of turn the energy around and just kind of ask questions. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, why are you wanting to like provoke me? <laughs> like, what's that about? And just be, be curious to kind of like get them to what is going on? Because they're expecting like a reaction when they're doing something mean or antagonizing you. But if you just kind of like roll with it, let it roll, let it roll, not let it upset you, then that, that's where you kind of get your power back, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Like getting sucked up in the, the negative emotion, the, yeah. the frustration, the aggression, mm-hmm. and pushing that back yeah. is a great way to launch that straight into the sky, like very, very high, very fast emotion. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the strategy that you mentioned, I think is useful in two senses. in in that it can help diffuse some of the aggression. And it also can help you kind of figure out the intentions or or where the person is trying to go because sometimes people can come across very strongly in a way that is hurtful, uh, but don't necessarily have uh, these negative intentions. Kind of like I was mentioning earlier, it's kind of this knee jerk, hey, I need to say this. Hey, like from what I understand from this naturopathic medicine stuff, like it's dangerous, right? Like this knee jerk thing and going one level deeper which is just like you were saying, like asking a question, like, why, why do you believe that maybe, right? Like what, what makes you think that this is dangerous as opposed to saying like, it's not dangerous and just butting heads, levels. which is asking that question. You can see if the response is, well, I, I heard this thing or I saw this thing. And then that opens a conversation. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you may also get the response of, I know it's dangerous because this, this, and this, and like, stop talking to me or like, whatever, you know, these more aggressive responses, you can kind of parse out, Hey, is there space for this conversation here? Or is this kind of just a one-sided, like I have this rant that I'm going to get off my chest and not open conversation at all. Mm-hmm. And it can help uh, parse out again, kind of the conversations worth having and the ones that really are just a, a person who is going to be mean or bullying or whatever else uh, with no real intention of opening up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I definitely think, you know, what, what happens is that people get so set into, like, they see their opinion, their perspective, just, and they believe it so strongly that they don't even realize that it's just a perspective and it's opinion and not necessarily like the reality of their situation. It's the reality for them. Absolutely. But the reality of the situation, and maybe they're like using a lot of assumptions 
to fill it in and they and depending on where they're at they might not be willing to it, it doesn't mean i'm not asking you to give up your opinion or your perspective i'm asking you to like hey here's a different perspective i'm not saying yours is right mine is wrong or mine is right yours is wrong it's just like we can share different perspectives and you you don't have to agree with it but if you're open to it maybe it might expand your mind <laughs> a little bit possibly and sometimes i've had like someone who was just like just blah, 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 and just like really inflammatory and just like upset and for whatever reason and i was like wow i really got that okay and then he he wanted to like just storm off and be upset and i was like oh well you know, are you going to give me an opportunity to kind of share how I see things <laughs> kind of a thing? And he was just like, I guess, <laughs> kind of a thing. I guess. And it's just like, oh yeah. Like there's actually maybe another perspective that like fills in the gaps of his assumptions potentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It reminds me that these kinds of interactions, it reminds me of uh, there was a, a woman that I saw somewhat recently at, at just like a public place. Mm -hmm. And she was in some kind of a state, like some kind of super agitated, like she was, she was laying on the ground in a public place, like eyes closed, sleeping uh, type of, well, not sleeping. She was, she was definitely awake, but like just a, a, a somewhat strange behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. And this little girl, like a family and this little girl went up to her and was like, Oh, uh, kind of like looking at her and then like giggles a little bit. And I just set this woman off and uh, I will not repeat all the expletives that happened, <laughs> but it was just like, you know, you think like, you think that's funny? Like what's funny? What's funny about it? And then, you know, the dad has to get involved because obviously this is a grown woman yelling at a small child. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the rest of the interaction isn't super important, except that, you know, in that moment I, I wasn't involved but I was kind of thinking to myself, like, you know, instead of this, this aggressive, like, wow, like what, what is, you know, I need to like, somebody needs to get this woman to like calm down and shut up or whatever. I was thinking like, what is eating her up? Yeah. Like something mm -hmm. is like, she was being so rude. She's bullying a child. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what is going on mm -hmm. for that person? What is happening in their life that they're responding this way? Because yeah. this is so out of proportion to mm -hmm. what's going on. And like, I'm not advocating that the, that the dad should have like said, right. like, what's eating you up, you know, cause you, you have to like <laughs> defend your little people. Yeah. But, um, you know, that, that there, I just, I just felt so strongly there that like, man, there is something emotionally going on that like, she's not, she's not going to get it. She's not going to be mm -hmm. able to open up to you. But I wonder if that was a path that was available, right? Like if, mm -hmm. if someone in a different, slightly different context had offered, you know, like some sort of acceptance, kindness, openness, yeah. if there was space for that. Mm -hmm. I have no idea based on what I saw, but it's just, you know, one, one type of interaction that I was like, this person is bullying, but there's something else happening. And if you can look for this other uh, piece, this other path, this other, mm -hmm. um, just part of the human experience, just empathy. Um, yeah. There might be something there. Who knows? Somebody could have said like, hey, like what's what's going on? Are you okay? Is there something I could do to, to help? Mm -hmm. She might've just went off again, <laughs> but Who knows? Uh, it know. is interesting to kind of just like look at interactions like that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I've had similar experiences and I agree that, you know, you know, hurt people hurt. And it's not an excuse to say that it's acceptable, but to just like have some understanding for when people are lashing out, being terrible, like way overreactive to the actual situation. Usually there is something, something they're dealing with in their life that would have them have such a major reaction to something so minute or small to the, the average person. And I've, I've had that experience where like, you know, I was selling a, a, a nightstand on Facebook and I didn't give it to the, the woman. And she like, she totally like went off on me and like, and I was just like, initially my reaction was like, oh my gosh, she's attacking me. I just was like, I need to block her. <laughs> just, just cannot, I cannot handle this. This is I'm just trying to sell a $15 nightstand. <laughs> I don't really understand why this is like such a big deal that I'm not holding it for her. Um, and what it ended up happening after like a, a day, I just kind of like kind of decompressed. You know, there was someone else kind of in line at a header that said she was going to pick it up. She didn't end up picking it up. So I was like, sitting with this nightstand and I was like you know I could just sell it to the next person that asked for it or I could just like donate it so I don't have to deal with anyone or I could actually it it had me thinking okay what was that woman dealing with to have such a major intense reaction at me over such like a minute $15 nightstand and and so I unblocked her and then I was just like you know what I I I'm sorry if I like offended you or or you felt like um there was an injustice towards you i i am sorry and you know i'm just gonna give you this nightstand for free because it sounds like you're having a rough day and i just like maybe that'll help you feel, feel a little better and sure enough um you know she totally i feel like it's lucky i didn't it could have blown up a little more potentially but i was just like we'll see what happens <laughs> i was just curious and um, yeah, she totally just kind of apologized for, you know, she's like, oh my God, I've been dealing with so much, you know, I've been going through surgery and all, all sorts of things. And I, I was just like, wow, I'm, I got it. And we somehow miraculously became friends out of that, <laughs> that experience. So I was just like, you never know. And just like, I think she really needed to just be heard and listened to. And like, yeah, I totally, totally attacked her back and been mean, but I just decided to have empathy in that moment because I got a sense that it was just, her intention wasn't to be mean or hurtful. She was just dealing with a lot and I got that sense. So I just wanted to inquire it. You know, I can definitely get a sense when people are trying to just be a jackass <laughs> sometimes. And then I probably wouldn't engage with that. But when it's like, you know, I feel like they're dealing with something heavy in their life and maybe they just need to get that off their chest. And I just wanted to create a space for that. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what ended up happening, which was really, really cool and, and really interesting to see that actually unfold. Cause I think I wouldn't have happened that way if I hadn't done a lot of personal development to be able to like be with whatever type of communication people are, are, are throwing at me kind of a thing. Yeah. I think that parlays nicely into a point that I wanted to touch on, which is there's kind of different levels at which you can respond to this type of thing, right? And yeah. if you're, I don't know, let's just say you're younger, right? Like someone relatively yeah. younger, having someone bully them online. Yeah. The first stage to me, the first step is kind of understanding how to not escalate the situation, right? The yeah. first step is, you know, not headbutting that aggression with more aggression, 
Right. Because it doesn't, it, it will never produce anything. It doesn't make you feel better. Nothing happens. So to me, like kind of that first step is, is, is disengaging and just not um, finding a way out of the situation, whether that be blocking someone or leaving the conversation or going to different physical spaces or telling someone who can actually help you with that sort of thing. Like if it's at work or school or something. Um, But that's, to me, that's kind of the first stage is like being able to get space from them because I don't think many people naturally can emotionally handle those things in a, in a way that like you described or that we've been talking about. Right. I don't think it's a very natural response to try to create this space. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing is being able to kind of make, make some of that space and disengage. Uh, I think the second piece is to, so that's kind of like, if you think about it as like a faucet of bullying, mm-hmm. that's like turning off the faucet, right? The faucet. But you may still have some amount of like residual pain, residual yeah. like hurt yeah. from these types of interactions. So I think kind of the second stage of that is getting a little bit more in touch with the interactions and how you can deal with them and how you can internally not let them affect you as much. I think we talked about this a little bit in the beginning, um, but basically like, you know, for me, for example, when I would get these hurtful comments after a while, I started looking for the difference between like, is this, does this have useful information and it's poorly designed? Does this, is this just purely hurtful? Is this like, what is the intent of this person? And if the person's intent is just to hurt me, then, you know, over time I was able to kind of like develop some skills around, okay, I'm not going to internalize this. I'm not going to take this as a part of who I am. Like, I don't have to do it. Someone's opinion doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And the example that I like to use is like, uh, you know, if, if somebody called me a dinosaur, like, I'm just be like, what? Like, okay, I'm clearly not a dinosaur. So (laughs) if somebody says you're stupid or you suck or whatever else thing does hurt your feelings, Mm -hmm. that means you are choosing to buy into it somewhat. And the same, but it's the same. It's the exact same as someone saying you're a dinosaur. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's a weird thing for you to think. Like in the same way, if someone says like, you're stupid, you're whatever, Mm -hmm. like it's the exact same thing. You choose whether or not you want to buy into that idea because Mm -hmm. it's an external opinion. So that's kind of, that helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. um kind of thinking about it from that perspective and being able to compare it to you know what if the, what if someone said something more ridiculous mm-hmm. what if somebody said you know you're 50 feet tall or mm-hmm. anything like that like why do those impact me less than when it's something mean and the only difference that i can find is that i would buy into it at some mm-hmm. level yeah. um yeah. so that helped me a lot other things are kind of recognizing the social implications mm-hmm. this can be really different depending on the context Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for me with like content I made and comments, like these are just random people. There is no, there is nothing that comes from this. Yeah. Uh, again, it might be a little different if it's like work or school related. I don't have as much experience in that exact realm or at least don't remember it cause it's been too many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I think that's like the second stage, right? It's just kind of this internal, like making space or being able to kind of fend off or again, going back to the faucet, right? We've turned the faucet off. I've got like some bucket full of water and draining out that. Um, and then to me, the third stage is kind of what we've talked about before and spent some time on, which is if you have built up, you know, these other two tools really strongly, you can make space to kind of communicate with people to kind of siphon off some of the, the, the stuff that they're feeling and be a space for that. Like you were saying, yeah. you can't do it without a bunch of personal work. <laughs> yeah, personal don't, development. You don't can't do it without those first two. 
but once you have kind of really built up those tools really well and you can see things like uh you know probably you had tools for okay there's all this negativity i'm just gonna block it you probably it may have gotten to you like a tiny bit but you were able to get you know over it really fast so then you then that third stage is just kind of you have this space if you choose to and i want to make it make sure that like i don't think anyone is obligated to do this and I don't think like you, you have to go through these steps, no. the, this last step. Right. The first two are important so that you can just like survive and get through things that happen to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're feeling like up to it, then I think that third stage is creating space, trying to see if you can actually do something to help this person, seeing what they're going through, where they're at, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of being open to these opportunities. Mm-hmm. Again, I also think that it's important to have the first two so that you can parse out, like you were saying, the difference between someone who is just trying to hurt you and someone who may be going through something and just have a strong emotional reaction. Um, because if you create that space for someone who is just trying to hurt you, 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 and you don't have that second piece, that internal piece, you actually open up space to get hurt more or to be bullied more. So I think it's really important, you know, the nuance around how you like kind of develop these skills. Um, but I think that is like my comprehensive made up on the spot, like three stages (laughs) of dealing with bullying. No, I think that's a really great way to break it down. And I like that, that, yeah, no, you should not go to like that third step right away. If you haven't solid ground with the first two, absolutely. That's super important. You do want to like, you, you do have to have a solid sense of who you are and confidence in who you are and know yourself pretty well. And I think the the thing you, you discussed earlier, you know, when someone calls you a dinosaur, that's just like, weird and it doesn't like land with you because it's just like there's no truth to that but when it becomes hurtful is when you actually kind of believe there's some truth like if I was like you're stupid and if you actually in your mind believe well you have that thought about yourself at some point and then someone else is calling you stupid then you're like oh he's confirming that I'm stupid and so you you feed into that and in reality that's not the truth but you've kind of haven't built yourself up enough haven't built your confidence and realizing there's no truth in reality to these these things that they say it would it would be like saying you're a dinosaur and you would be like okay that's weird and then just move on you can just like brush it off but when it's like something you believe a little bit yourself and someone else is like yeah getting on your insecurities then that's where it's like no you you got to continue to work on your own self-love and your confidence and get to that point where like it occurs to you when they say you're stupid you can like roll roll it off like you're a dinosaur kind of a thing and that takes something it's not just like yeah super easy when anyone calls me stupid I just like yeah it's no it's like yeah no it takes work it takes work on yourself and to do some self-discovery work and to you know build your confidence and maybe that means going to a therapist or working with a coach I don't know what that looks like for you but you know, you have to realize that people say things just to say things and it doesn't mean anything about who you are. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for me, that journey maps most closely to making music or working on poetry, Yeah, which is at the start of that journey when I felt the most unsure as to whether or not what I was creating was good. Yeah, Those comments hurt the most and they got to me the most. Right. And 
it's not that now I'm like, oh, now I know I'm good. But now <laughs> right. I, I, I just accept like I've produced this and it is what it is. Yeah. And like when I get those comments now, I just, I just take it, you know, that there's a different perspective instead of me being like really insecure and worried, like, is this good? I don't know if people are going to like it. It's kind of right. what I was saying before, which is like, it is what it is. Some people will like it. Some people won't. I'm okay with yeah. that. Right. And that was a journey for me, like to develop that confidence around um, my like creations or that sort of mindset around my creations mm-hmm. where I felt comfortable enough mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter as much what people say, but mm-hmm. it's just like you said, you know, if you're having some of those thoughts or doubts or insecurities or whatever else going on in your head and it comes from the outside and then you say, yep, I knew it. I knew it. That's when it really hurts and when it really gets to you. Yeah. And a, a big, you know, subset of, of people who are bullying are looking for those things, right? Yeah. Uh, the, it's like those people trying to get a reaction, which like they're trying to find exactly. like, which of these things can I poke that you already have in your brain right. that's going to mm-hmm. cause some sort of reaction or make you feel bad. Yeah. And you can tell the difference, um, you know, externally when someone has not bought into any of the things that are being said, right? You can see the difference between like, if someone's bullying someone and they're just not phased, or if, if it's actually starting to eat away and unravel and open up some of these wounds, some of these insecurities. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think it's interesting that like, you can, you can see it. Like if it's happening, like if someone's getting bullied, you can see yeah. the difference in, mm-hmm. in just like their demeanor and whatnot. Right, yeah. And actually, just one thing that I want to add to, you know, I think you really made a good point about, you know, when you were starting out with this music thing and you're, you're learning. And so obviously there's insecurities around that. And, uh, you know, just kind of relating it to my own experience as a naturopathic doctor. Yeah, maybe as my first years out of med school, I was like not 100 percent confident in my skills because I was like still figuring things out. And then, but you know, now that I've been practicing for over, over eight years, I'm like, no, I'm really good at my job. I like, I know what I'm doing and I know I can help people and I'm freaking amazing at it. I'm super good. So it's just like, whatever they say, it doesn't impact me because I've, I've built my skills enough to be like, no, I'm, I'm awesome at my job. No, but nothing anyone could say could like in, ruin that image. But if it was like in the beginning of my career, that could could definitely impact um, how I perceive things. But I think like what's important if you were like starting something new to factor in that like, yeah, people might say mean things and you can internalize it or you can actually use that to like push you harder. Cause it's like, yeah, it's okay if you suck at the beginning. People suck at lots of things in the beginning when they're learning. That's the whole point of learning. So you get better. So you can either be like, oh, well, I'm going to quit because people are telling me I suck, even though the reality of starting anything new is you're going to suck. Or you can be like, no, I'm maybe I'm, I'm new. And I get that it's new. It's a learning experience, but I want to get to where I want to get. And nothing anyone says is going to stop me from getting there. And I think that's the key. And just being like, yeah, letting it, letting people say whatever they say, doesn't mean you, it stops your journey of where you want to get in your life. Yeah. And I think that touches on a really important nuance, which is to say that like, we've talked a lot about building your confidence through building your skills, Mm -hmm. but there are going to be things in your life that you're not skilled at. So you need to come up with a type of mindset Mm -hmm. that you can use Mm -hmm. that does sort of the same thing, right? Like the, the easy natural path that I, I imagine most people have been familiar with is what we talked about, which is like, 
in the beginning, you don't know what you're doing. When people say you suck, it hurts your feelings. You yeah. get better to the point where people say you suck and you don't care because you know yeah. you don't. Yeah. Um, but there are going to be things, you know, that you, you pick up and they're new. And I think it, a less natural path is to make sure you get in the right mindset before you're in a position that people can criticize you. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, just kind of know like, okay, this is part of the learning process. And I think it helps to have a couple wins under your belt. So mm-hmm. like for me, music, for you kind of like being a doctor that you can look back right. and say like, yep, there was a time when there was another skill that I wasn't very good at. Mm-hmm. People were like mean to me. They said things it hurt my feelings, but like, it doesn't need to, because I know with practice, I'm going to get better or whatever, whatever it is that I happen to be doing. Right. And that gives you more space to kind of withstand some of this, like you suck. And it's like, yeah, maybe like <laughs> I might not be good at, at <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right now. but it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel bad because it doesn't, I, I know what the process looks like. Right. I know what the steps look like. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for me personally, when I was younger, I just expected to be like, really good at everything all the time immediately mm-hmm. because I happen to be able to be good at some things pretty fast relative yeah. to like how much experience but like as years go on and as time unfolds right. like you run into people who have three four five times as much experience in a certain realm mm-hmm. and you, you realize that no matter what field you're in the chances of you being the best at it period the best in the whole world is really small unless you're in a very very small field or it's the only thing that you like do in your whole life. Right. So um, kind of developing a way to look at uh, these, these, these places that you do have insecurities mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, you're working through things and, and reframe it so that it's not so much an insecurity as it is part of the process and you yeah. see it for what it is and, and, and the path to develop in the way that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a much more realistic approach in the long term, but I think um, I know several people who it's been true for, and it's, it was also true for me, where I just kind of had this other more fixed mindset of like, well, if I'm not good at something, and a lot of the bullying comments come in this way, right? Like, stop making music. You can't sing. You'll never be able to. Well, that's not actually how it works. <laughs> like, you have to put in the hours and gain the experience and learn how to do right. the the talent. Right. But if are bought in to some degree in, in this fixed mindset place and you just think oh you know what people are telling me like I will never be able to do it I will never be able to do it there's hardly any uh activities that fall in that realm which is to say like if you're 50 and you're trying to get into the NBA it's probably not going to happen but oh. like any skill that you work towards right. you're going to improve over time so yeah. it's just about like understanding that process and it will help diffuse uh, some of those thoughts and some of the the external thoughts from being internalized. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think like separating out this fixed way of being like, oh, if I'm trying to pick up running and I'm sucking at running and I'm like, well, I guess I'm a sucky runner. And then I could be like, well, I guess I'm not going to run anymore. Or if I actually ran every single day for, you know, a few months and then like one day I'll wake up and I'm like, hey, I'm a runner. Cool. <laughs> It it can happen. It's just like you got to be diligent. You got to persevere through the hardships of learning and being awkward and sucking at it and, and get there. If this is something that's important to you and if it matters to you, then just like what people say is what people say. Don't let that impact, you know, what you're going after in your life. Yep. Yep. And like I mentioned, I think you see the process a few times and then you can actually 
right? Like you actually, because like I said, I, I came from a fixed mindset um, and, and I thought like, you're just good at stuff or you're not. Like, it just depends on what the thing is. Right. But like seeing the process for myself in my life and also for other people, right? Seeing like, wow, this person put in a ton of work. They used to suck. Now they're better than me. Like, wait a minute, what happened? Like, this, is, right. this doesn't make sense. This doesn't jive with the worldview that I've constructed. And then, you know, going back to the bullying piece, like once you see that process, then you create more space for yourself to be more resilient when people are critiquing you in certain ways, or if you're not at the skill level you want to be and people are making comments about it, you recognize that it's not this permanent thing. It's not this, oh, forever, I won't be able to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Great. Well, yeah, I think we covered this topic pretty well. And unless you have any other thoughts or... Yeah, I think that, that pretty much covers it. You know, like, again, context matters. Um, kind of what relationships you have matter. I think mostly we focused on bullying from people you don't really know. If it's people you know, it falls more under like toxic relationships. And maybe we can talk about that at some other point. Um, but for this this type of interaction, it's really about getting getting grounded in yourself, figuring out how to turn that faucet off block like stop those from coming in mm -hmm. and then you know if you want to or feel like super brave make some space um and try exploring to see uh, what you can do for other people i think that really uh, as far as i can think about bullying covers <laughs> good good summary and in a nutshell Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch, Catch you next time. time.